you got to think about it like this. If you wake up every single day excited to get into your day and to work, quote unquote, then it's not work. But every situation, every negative thought, problem, circumstance is an opportunity to rewrite a story, to move forward, to grow, to level up. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Wild Goose Chase podcast. On today's show, I'm joined by Tony Versick, who is one of the world's leading performance coaches. Um, he is a wealth of knowledge too. He's got so many tools, tactics, and strategies to help people live a better life. And on this podcast, what we're all about is uncovering the tactics, tools, and strategies to be able to build wealth, grow your business faster, and to live a life by design. And we actually talked about that specifically in this episode. This is why I love it so much. Tony is really great at taking taking concepts and ideas and distilling them down into simple frameworks in ways that you're surely going to resonate with. We talked about how to actually live a lifestyle by design, how to neutralize negative thoughts, how to strategically brainwash yourself to live a happier and more successful life. We talked about the value of investing yourself. We talked about living in the apex of health, wealth, and relationships so much stuff. We unpack a lot of value in this episode. It's helpful that Tony and I uh, know each other and are friends because we just got to really dig in. It was a really good conversation that flowed quite easily, but there was so much value in there. Really tangible, tactical stuff that you can actually apply. This isn't just a conversation around like, you know, dream it and you can have it or like, it's not just light top level stuff. There's genuine actionable stuff in there, which I really, really like because that means you can take it and go and do stuff with it. And then you can start to live a better life today, which is ultimately what I really want for everyone who's watching this show or listening to the show, wherever you're consuming this podcast. So without any further ado, let's get stuck right into it. I can't wait for you to get into this episode. And of course, before we do, whatever platform you're on, YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave us a comment below. If you're on Spotify, make sure you subscribe there. If you're on iTunes, uh, leave us a review. Basically, like, rate, review, share, do all of the good stuff. Just hit that button. Let us know that you're there. It really means a lot to me. I'm on a mission to transform the world and make the world a better place. I want you to be a part of that too. And this is just the start. So thank you so much for being here already. That's enough of the intro. Let's get stuck right into it. I'll see you on the inside. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Wild Goose Chase podcast. Joining me on today's show is Tony Versick, and he's one of the world's leading performance coaches for business owners, but he's also friend, mentor, coach, loads of stuff. Tony, how are you? I'm very good. I'm excited for today. The last time we did this, we were both a lot further behind than we are now and probably probably a little bit less mature than we are now as well. So maybe we'll get some more good discussions in today. Indeed. Indeed, yes, indeed. So, yeah, well, it's good. It's good. It's, you know, like we've been able to be on a journey together for, you know, like what, two, two, a couple of years now, right? Which is really, really interesting. And we've been able to see obviously evolutions in ourselves, evolutions in our perspectives, evolutions in our business, evolution in our definitions of success, all kinds of stuff. And so I'm really interested to kind of dig into that in this episode and really kind of like pull apart some of this kind of stuff. Really want to dig into the, they're kind of concepts around success and how a lot of people kind of sacrifice life in the pursuit of success, how we can kind of navigate that. And yeah, I want to pick apart a few things. But first and foremost, most people who are listening to this aren't really going to know who you are. So why don't you kind of give us a bit of a background, kind of like the five-minute synopsis, who are you, what do you do? All right, cool. So I've been coaching men for the last 11 years. I started off in the fitness industry doing online coaching before everyone else did it, before it was cool, getting dollar leads and helping thousands of men. And I very quickly saw a gap in the marketplace where there were a ton of successful men who were making a lot of money, growing their businesses or careers, but they were deficient in their physical and mental health and their relationships. 
at the same time as coaching all these men and noticing those deficiencies, I noticed a massive deficiency within myself, making a shitload of money, growing a business, but drinking every night, smoking a whole bunch of weed, sedating myself, scrolling on social media. And generally, even when I spoke to you last time, two years ago on the podcast, generally needing anxiety, stress, fear, and overwhelm to like maintain that success that I was creating. So yeah, for me, it's been this this massive journey. I mean, we currently have 140-ish clients that we're working with. Some guys do 75 million a year, some do one. It doesn't matter, it's just a number. And we just work with these really high-performance guys, helping them find balance and success in their health, wealth, and relationships. If we summarize that, grow your business, working 20 to 40 less hours a week if you want to work less, have an amazing marriage full of intimacy, connection, love, be a great father and role model to your family, your team, your friends, and ultimately just be the man, you know, like be the best man you can be. Ironically enough, what we teach as well is very relevant to all genders. It doesn't matter what you identify as. It works for everyone, but we specifically work with men. And a lot of this man has just come from my own lessons, like working with so many guys one-on-one, some very successful guys and, and myself, just seeing the same pattern repeat over and over and over again, which we'll dive into that drive yeah. for success, but sacrificing everything else and just being miserable. Like some of the most successful, wealthy guys I met when they came to the empowered man, they were just miserable. So yeah, quick summary. We basically help men just live a fucking kick-ass life, make a lot of money and enjoy the journey without ruining everything else that's what we do yeah awesome i love it i love it um and for those of you who are listening and tony's talking about like another episode that we did and this is like they're going to be looking back and they're going hang on there's no other episodes but if you want to know if you want to see that yeah. episode um look up dash.insider or the investor lab that was the podcast we did on that it's a different show check that out there yeah. super valuable stuff but tony i want to dig into a couple of things you just said there this is really interesting to me because mm-hmm. what i'm really interested in is how people think about uh business and performance it's really, really interesting yes. to me. I think I think there's like a lot of stuff that people, you know, you said you saw a gap in the market and I think that's really interesting, right? Because like, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about business model design and a few other things because I think it's super interesting to kind of like get some concepts sure. to help people think about. I speak to loads of business owners. Most of them never even have asked the question. If I said to them, like, how did you choose your business model? They'll be like, what do you mean? chose the business model i'm in this industry that's Mm. what the model is right and so so very interesting to dig into that kind of stuff you said you saw a gap in the market did you consciously did you consciously go from an entrepreneurial mindset i can see an underserved segment of the market and i'm going to own that segment or was it actually a oh i have a passion for this thing and i feel like enough people need the thing that i'm passionate about I'm just going to kind of like walk in that direction and hope that it's big enough. Like what was the kind of, how did you think about that at that point in time? That's a great question. It was both. I would never do anything I'm not passionate about. Being a business owner is fucking hard. You and I could both easily just work for a company like ours and make 50 to 100 grand a month in commissions and have none of the stress. Mm. So you have to be passionate about what you do. I sat down, I just turned off, we had a half a million dollar a year fitness business, mostly profit. I would say like, 75% profit. And I've been doing that for three or four years. And I was just miserable. You know, when you you're counting down the you probably don't know, there was a time in my life where I was counting down the minutes till the day ended. That was not a good place to be. So I spent about three months thinking, thinking time, like our good friend talks about and the the road less stupid. Uncle Keith thinking time around. Yes, Keith Cunningham, what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? And I decided to just I shut the business down like no ads, Mm. refunded people, and I launched a uh, 
a live event business all around Australia, which no one was doing at the time, which was helping men turn their pain to power. And the ads were all about you're depressed, you're anxious, you're stressed, you hate your life, very negative based. Mm. And I was fucking terrified. I'm like, how is this going to work? Is it going to hit? We ran three events that absolutely crushed. We had a hundred random men in a room, had our record months, business started growing, turning lives around. And one month into doing this, after three months of deciding to turn off the old business, COVID hits. So COVID hits and I'm like, fuck, we're in Melbourne. We're about to run our fourth event. We had to cancel it the day before. And my whole world just shattered. I'm like, I've, I've gone through this transition. I was so afraid. It's working. We're making an impact. We're making money. What am I going to do? So again, put my thinking cap on and I looked at all of my best clients over the years. And they were the ones who invested the most money, right? Because you, you play the level that you play at. The amount you invest makes a big difference. They didn't fuck around. They did everything I asked of them. And they were all business owners. They were all husbands. They were all fathers. I was a business owner. I was a husband. And I've always wanted to be a father. We now have an 18-month-old. So I looked at all those clients. I'm like, why am I not marketing to these people? And I made the conscious choice that that was the gap I was going after. And it also something that I'm really passionate about because divorce rates, suicide, depression, anxiety, and men is fucking rampant. So it was both. It was both. And I went into it. And you know, this, this year and last year, things have really blown up because we've just refined our process, our team, our marketing. But it was that process of like, elimination, what do I enjoy? What do I not enjoy? Who do I want to serve? You have to be passionate about it. And now, man, yeah. like we get every week, we get these testimonials, like every week, two to five of them saying, you've saved my marriage. You've kept my family together. I've made an extra million dollars a year. That's what keeps you going. It's the impact. Yeah. You, you know? know what's you know what's super yeah. interesting about that is like the mm. actually profiling your ideal customer or client, right? And I think I say, uh, mm-hmm. I see a lot of business owners make this mistake as well. Like particularly if they've already, if they're already running their business, because a lot of people will start a business, they may kind of have a general idea around who they want to serve, right? And it could be, for example, in your case, like male business owners, right? Without really getting clear on exactly who it is. They'll end up with a bunch of clients and net or customers and they'll be like, okay, so that's our, that's our market. They actually don't stop to question, okay, but is that the ideal market for us? They might be like, okay, well, I'm getting yes. 10, 100, 100 uh, clients a month and therefore, uh, and all of, they have all these characteristics and therefore that is my market versus actually saying, well, if I could choose, which ones would I actually want to serve the most? Like which ones would I wake up and serve even if they weren't paying me? And it, it's so interesting when you do that because I think like a lot of people have a real transition in their business. I've seen it happen when they actually make that connection and they go, okay, well, exactly who is it that I'm going to serve? And I'm just going to go in that direction. And they say all the things that yeah. you just said, which is like things got better, things got easier, I got happier, become more successful and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, because your passion flows through into your business at the same time. So yeah, I think it's super interesting. Absolutely. You, you got you to think about it like this. If you wake up every single day excited to get into your day and to work, quote unquote, then it's not work. We're recording this on Australia Day. I didn't even know it was Australia Day. Everyone's yeah. like, are you taking the day off? I'm like, why would I take a day off? You love what you do. And also when you love what you do, when you analyze your marketplace, which most of us don't make the time for, because we're in the weeds grinding. It's, it's this badge now. I'm grinding. I'm busy. That doesn't mean productive. It doesn't mean power or purpose. When you really analyze your market and you love what you do, you can market way easier. You can put out advertising that's way more connected to who you speak to. So our advertising now is like, if you're a business owner listening to this, let me know if the, the, the shoe fits. You work long hours. Sometimes you wake up and your eyes are glued shut 
You need three coffees to get through your day. Every day there are people and problems. You can't rely on people. They, they bring you all their shit. They put stuff on your plate, fires to put out. It's stressful. There's all this pressure. You come home and sometimes you're exhausted and something little sets you off. Your partner says something or the house is a mess. And you're like, fuck's sake, can't anyone have it together? Can't anyone operate like me? Guarantee any business owner listening to that right now goes, I can relate to some of that, if not all of that. We can go deeper. You sacrifice your health. You stop going to the gym. You're constantly thinking. You can't switch off. It affects your sleep. When you can tell your market story better than they can tell it themselves, they will instantly connect with you. And most of us don't do that. This is why we have guys like yesterday, we had a guy join our program. He watched one four-minute ad, watched the 15-minute documentary. He signed up and paid up front the next day. And his exact yeah. words were, every word you said in your marketing hit me to my core. And man, yeah. when you can do that, the people you connect with, you'd have, a, you'd have a coffee with them. They're not clients. They're buddies. They're mates who just happen to yeah. pay you money. That's a business. That's a lifestyle, yeah. you know it's what I mean? So, so, so and a lot of us don't just, have that. Yeah, 100%. I was, just, I was just involved in the best sales process that I've ever experienced, right? And I got sold, right? Mm. I spent $35,000. Yeah. I spent $35,000. Now, I'm going to walk you through the process, right? Because I'm a specific mm. type of buyer, right? I'm an entrepreneur. I like high ticket stuff. I want premium shit. Like, I don't like to mess around, right? I'm not, I don't want to sit through a 45-minute sales call, right? And so mm. I, um, I saw, I knew what, I kind of knew what I wanted and I clicked the thing on an ad on the website, right? And submitted my stuff, uh, my details. Within five minutes, a salesperson from, this is actually, it's actually, I'll tell you, it's from actually Grant Cardone's um, enterprise, right? It was from Cardone Ventures. Mm -hmm. A salesperson reached yep. out to me on WhatsApp, right? Tried to get me on the phone. I'm international at the moment. Got me on WhatsApp. I didn't even speak to them, right? And then they were sending me videos. They got the whole sales team to be like chanting my name. Like it was hilariously on point for making me feel unique and special. I yes. didn't enter into a, and I, anyway, the thing that I wanted, I actually couldn't get, I realized I wasn't going to be in the country at the time or whatever. And I was like, well, what's the next, what's the next event where I can get the same level of access that I want, right? Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, there's this. I was like, okay, cool. Just give me that. Like, and like the whole sales process was, was done by text and whatever. I genuinely like the guy. I'm like, we're still texting each other. Like, it, I'm like, this is yeah. awesome because he knew my psychograph. He picked up my psychographic quickly, and he tailored his approach to suit the exact profile that I am. And I was like, "Oh, this is perfect. This doesn't even. This feels." I was laughing and I was sharing with people. I'm like, "Check this out. This is the funnest thing I've gone through." And so, when you can create that synergy between um, your offer and your business and your ideal client, then it's perfect, right? It makes it's good for everyone. It's fun for everyone. So, um, absolutely. I want to I want to um, swing back uh, a little bit on something I like uh, that you touched on earlier. I want to, want to talk a little bit about lifestyle design because sure. now uh, this is something I'm really passionate about. Some people might have heard um, the term lifestyle design in like the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. If you haven't read the book, it's a great book, but probably can't do four hours work, four hours work a week. But to me, I'm someone who likes to work. As you mentioned, this is Australia yes. Day. It's a public holiday. I'm like I don't believe in public holidays. I don't believe in days of the week. I don't really weekends. Care. Like, there's no weekends. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't care. Yeah. Like you know, you know, like the the limbo week in between Christmas and New Year's and stuff, where no one knows what day it is or what day it is. Dude, I was in. Yeah, I was in bliss. I was like, it's just it's day. Doesn't matter what the other bit is. It's just day. Great, let's mm -hmm. go. And so to me, that was joyful. And I sometimes. You know, when I'm like, oh, what does my dream life look like? And I'm like, oh, I'd be working like 30 hours a week and I'd have all this money and all of that kind of stuff. But the thing is, anytime I'm given that opportunity or anytime I create that opportunity, 
I don't want it. I actively reject it. I'm like, yeah. Well, I don't actually want rivers of cash coming at me because as soon as they do, I just think about ways to reinvest in our business and growth and do all of that kind of stuff. I don't really want all of this time sitting around because whenever I get the extra time, I think about more work that I can do because that is my joy and my passion, right? And so yes. to me, I'm, I get to live, like I get to travel, I get to do all this kind of stuff and I'm running two successful businesses and I get to do that from wherever I want and do all of that kind of stuff. To me, that's lifestyle design. And so I'm interested mm-hmm. um, to get your perspective on lifestyle design and just that general concept and how you're applying it as well. Like how are you shaping this concept to you? Yeah, it's a great question. Lifestyle design is going to be unique to every single person listening right now, but we can simplify it with questions. Powerful questions get powerful answers. So pre-framing this with a story, the whole of 2021, I was miserable. We're hitting record months, growing the business, bought four properties through Dashdot, like just crushing it, achieving all my goals, had my daughter, everything I wanted, the money, the success, the team, the child, the marriage is in place. And then for six months in 2021, from the from when my daughter was born to December, depressed. Like I'm talking suicidal at, at the end of the year, thinking I'm quitting business. This is too hard. And I'm grinding. I'm putting in the work. I'm putting in the hours. I'm achieving, but I'm just miserable. What I realized was that I'd completely lost sight of the vision. A lot of us in business, we're chasing that thing. We're chasing that financial target. We're chasing that number in our bank account. We're chasing these, these tangible things And we forget that it's an infinite game. So the first thing is understanding what is your vision, not just for the next three months, but you have to be able to see 12 months into the future. You have to be able to see like three years, five years, 10 years, and not just see it. Like you and I have done an exercise before where we visualize it, you feel it, you literally feel what it's like to be on that yacht or whatever your goals are. So you got to have the vision. That's lifestyle design 101. Think about the word design. You design something, you create a picture. Mm of what you want. The second is understanding what you want and what you don't want. So a lot of us are like, yeah, I want to be wealthy and make money. But if you also have values of family and freedom, that's going to clash with the grind that it requires to achieve those targets. So you can just ask yourself with a pen and paper, what do I want? What don't I want? So now you've got the vision, which is the the end goal that's infinite, really. And then you've got the things you want on that journey and the things you don't want. And you simply remove the things you don't want and do more of the things that you do. The third thing I would say that's that's extremely important for men like you and I and people listening who are addicted to work and love it. For me, I'd rather do that than go surfing. I used to love surfing. Mm. I feel like when you get to that seven figure mark and then the eight, it becomes something you just love. Like most of the time, your family and friends are often not going to understand until you get new friends and you can't really change your family. So I know with your partner, she's part of the business. You guys grow together. My wife's the the opposite. My wife, she wants to start a business, but she's a stay-at-home mom. She's only just started doing personal development. How do you navigate that? Because I see that playing out a lot, actually, like when two people um, develop at different rates. Like, yes, uh, I'm really grateful that Gabby and I are on this journey together um, and it's yep. not always easy because individually, as individuals, we grow dif- we grow at different speeds, but we always make sure that we're not going too far ahead without bringing the other person along, right? And so, yep. but I, I have seen it with friends, family members or whatever, when one of them goes on a personal development journey, which let's be honest, that's really what business is. It's, it's like the world's best personal development experience that you can ever go on, right? 
But and so sure. if the other person doesn't grow at the same, so how do you navigate that? Because that man, that can be a recipe for disaster. How do you kind of stitch that together? How do you make sure you stay on the same page? You've got to communicate. Communication is the key to connection. So so where I'm going at with this is you got the vision, you got what you want and what you don't want. But you, you've got to, you get to communicate, over-communicate that with the people in your life. And you, you also get to make sure they don't just see it, they understand it. So like, is Rosie happy, my wife, that I'm working on Australia Day? Probably not. She's at the beach right now with our daughter. But she understands intimately why I'm doing it, the purpose behind it, and how it's going to impact our future. She, this is where you've got to over-communicate. She understands that the routines I do every morning and every night which means I'm not present with my family until I am, they're important and she will go out of her way to support me in fitting those in. Whereas what do most of us do in business? We expect our partner to know what we're thinking, what we're feeling, what we're going through. We don't communicate shit. And then we sit on opposite ends of the couch. And this is huge for business owners and entrepreneurs. They don't, they don't share. They just expect someone to mind read. So what Rosie and I do every weekend, we have something called a love meeting. We ask a series of questions around, are you feeling understood, supported, appreciated, respected? We have an acronym, laser focus, love, appreciation, support, understanding, and respect. If you can get and give that from your partner, your children, and your team in different ways, then you have great relationships. But how can you get those things from someone if you don't communicate the expectations around those, right? So I don't know about you, when, when, when we onboard a new team member, like we onboard them, we set expectations, we set commitments. What do you expect from me? What do I expect from you? We do that in business. We do a lot of really cool shit in business, but a lot of the time we don't bring those tools or frameworks into our personal life. So when you talk about lifestyle design, man, I want to work 60 hours a week. I love it. It doesn't feel like work. But if my partner doesn't understand that, we are fucked. This is how divorces mm. happen. So just over communication. And do you know how many men struggle or humans struggle to do that? We can go to war in business and then we, we come home and explaining to our partner that we're stressed. Nah, that's too hard. Asking her yeah. if she feels understood. Nah, I don't want to know. <laughs> like, you know, it's scary. Why do, why do you it's think, scary. why do you think that, why do you think that is though? Is it, is it because we haven't developed the intellectual association with, um, you know, with that kind of like applying that level of structure to, you know, we'll say our life or our personal life, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Or is it, do you think, that there's some level of resistance, particularly if you've, like, given it your all in your business all day and you're like, right, I've got this and I've got that and you don't want to feel that level of fatigue? You're kind of like, you almost, like, want to break? Like, do, which one of those, do you think it's both or or one? Or why do you think it is? Because I can, I can yeah. associate with either. I'm sitting there going, huh, it's really interesting. Is it because I'm like, I don't want to have to freaking, you know, structure this kind of stuff. I don't want to, I, I, I just want to be able to, like, go on holiday basically what do you think you can do that it's just that there's already enough chaos in business and in your personal life mm. and it's not about putting everything in a place of structure it's just adding order to the chaos so yeah rosie and i would i would work grind and finish the day and just be i don't have to have a framework don't have to have a conversation just just enjoy life right i've just found with working with hundreds of high performing men that when we let things just happen a lot of the time, that's when chaos ensues, and that's when arguments happen, mm. tonality changes, you get triggered, you get stressed. What we do at Empowered Man, the, the biggest thing we do is just give you frameworks for each piece of your life. You get a framework for the morning, the evening, how to eat properly, how to, how to sleep, how to communicate with people, how to control negative thoughts and feelings. 
if you have a default framework that gives you power, mm. then you win. But most of us have default frameworks in terms of communication, health, relationships, where we live in stress, anxiety, overwhelm, anger, frustration, trigger. Most humans are like that. They just default into negative states. What, what we want to do is we want to, and what I do in my life, it's taken me a long time. Last year was the first year I lived this shit. I taught it for years. Now I live it. It's like something bad happens or you have a bad day or you just want to switch off or you want to go on holiday, whatever. Whatever you want to do, whatever circumstances outside of you, you're just completely in control. You're calm, you're happy, you're joyful, you're grateful. When you can live that way, you make way more money. You have mm. way more connection and you have way more fulfillment. So yeah, you can do it. Just, just chill out on holiday. But you know as well as I do that there are moments where that doesn't work. And in those moments, you've got to have a framework to come back to, to, to design your life, right? To design the life that you want. So does that make sense? It makes sense, right? So, but like, if yeah. someone's listening to this, if someone's listening to this and they're like, all right, cool, right? So like, yeah, yeah, cool. You could have a framework. Can you share some actual, like tangible things that people sure. can do to better, because, you know, like, I think the more that we can integrate our life and our work and find harm. I don't believe really stickily in work-life balance, but you don't want to have uh, you don't want to have uh, internal life conflict, right? And no. so, and no. so, what you've got all these different tools and frameworks and stuff. Like I don't know that it's probably way too much for like a podcast, but if there's something mm. that you could give the listener that they could be like, oh shit, I can just try that. What would you what yeah. would you suggest is a good idea? And that's a great question. There's plenty of simple things we can implement today. So if you think about your life like driving and your body is the vehicle and you're trying to get to your destination and then the next destination, the only way you can get there is with this thing. It's your body, your mind, your skin, like it's just you, Goose, right? Or Tony. So in that vehicle, you're going to have blind spots. And if you're on the motorway and you turn right and you don't check your blind spot, you can kill someone or you can die. That's how blind spots work in, in a vehicle. When in your life, you've got blind spots. So you've got things that you do each day and things you don't do. That either take you further forward and give you a great life, or they take you further back. I used to take a lot of drugs and drink. Was I aware of it? Yes. But the blind spot was, why do I do that? Like, I didn't look into that, right? Now, it's very hard to see a blind spot if you can't see it. So one of the first things you can do is bring awareness each and every day to your blind spots. And there are four key areas that every man and every human must be in control of. They are your thoughts, feelings, actions, and reactions. You can't control COVID, mandates, people, your partner, your kids, business. There are things you can't control. You can influence all that stuff, but realistically, you can only control yourself. So every morning, every client, the first thing we teach is, what am I thinking about today? How am I feeling? Right? And then what am I going to do today? And what am I grateful for? Four questions. What am I thinking about? You just jot down all the thoughts. You pull them outside of you because we have about 80,000 a day, apparently, and you go, holy shit, I didn't realize I was thinking that. Blind spot. And you bring awareness to the thoughts. How am I feeling? I'm tired. I'm stressed. I'm anxious. You take it out of you. You put it on paper or on computer. Now it exists outside of you and you can see that blind spot. It was always there. You just bring awareness to it. And you do that for 365 days. You're like, holy shit, look at this pattern. Every Tuesday morning when I don't do my routine, I'm anxious. Now that you've got awareness, it's a lot easier to change it. So that's the morning. What am I thinking about? How am I feeling? What are my actions for the day? What am I grateful for? Then at the end of the day, we have a reflection process where we reflect on the day that was. Now we have two reference points, awareness. 
We do this in business. You don't run a business without checking your bank accounts, your accounting, your metrics. Your t- you have metrics for everything. We don't do that in our personal life. And then at the end of the day, we just plan tomorrow today. So do you know how many successful humans don't plan their day? It is fascinating, right? So every night before I switch off, before I get off the computer, I just map out my calendar. I map out my day. I do it every weekend, every night, every morning. So then you have clarity on what your day looks like and you can show up and crush it, right? Those are just two simple tools. There's plenty more. Do you want me to, mm. to break those down or you want to keep going? Now, let, now let's keep going. I think, I, think they're, I think they're good, but like you, touched, you said something there that was really interesting. You said, do you know how many successful people don't plan their day, right? Which first it's I think is crazy. First I think it's crazy. It's cr- but then it's an oxymoron like, in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's like, like firstly, I mean, it's kind of like it's one of those. Like, how are they either? How, how are they doing it, or are they operating in a way that yeah. they don't need it? You know, that's a really interesting kind of con- construct in itself. Or is it just like, yeah, they're successful, but they could probably be three times more successful if they sorted yeah. their shit out, basically. Well, let me ask you this question: You and everyone listening, mm. just yes or no. Do you do things each day that take your power away or slow you down? Oh, we all do, right? Yeah. We do. I know you do because we've had the conversation. We, yeah, we all yeah, do, yeah. right? We have things. Do we all have negative thoughts or negative feelings sometimes that slow us down? Absolutely. Now, mm. if you think about the time that it takes to work through those things, it might be a minute, might be five. I remember when Rosie and I would argue, I could be crushing it in business, but I'd take that argument with me through the whole day. So the argument existed in the morning. Mm. Business is going great, but at 6 p.m., I'm doing a meeting and I'm still thinking about that bullshit from the morning. So now I've just wasted a day of energy. And there's there's five energy levels we can go through, right? The one we want to get to is frothing, which is 100% energy, feeling is right on fucking term? fire. Okay, yeah, it's the Tony frothing. empowered man term. Frothing. We have amping, we have amping, which is 60 to 80%, almost maximum power, and frothing, feeling right on fucking fire. That's what you're aiming for each day. <laughs> yeah, you want to be frothing, right? So... If you think about it over a day, not the end of the world, but mate, if, you, if you're in business for 40 years and those, mm. those moments compound of stress, anxiety, overwhelm, lack of fulfillment, not good enough, whatever's going on up here, over 40 years, you might lose two, three, four, five years. And this is the crazy thing. You got to understand this, right? The average life expectancy in Australia is 82. If mm. you're 42, you got 40 years left, but you're asleep for eight of them, let's just say math's sake. And you're working for eight, math's sake. So a third of those years are gone, uh, are remaining. What's that? 13 years of Mm. life you have left? Now, how much time do we spend in those 13 years in the moment, loving life, crushing Mm. goals? No, we're focused on what happened before and we're focused on the future and we're stressed. Most of us, Mm. not everyone, right? So if you spend 40% of your time in the future being worried and anxious and 40% in the past thinking you could have done things better, 20% 20% of those 30, 13 years are in the moment, which means you have three years of life left. That's the way I look at life. Like if you are not, yeah. if you're not in the moment, loving life, kicking goals, achieving your vision and happy, you've got like three to five years left, dude. Fuck that. That's the way I look how at do, it. You how, know? how do you specifically, how do you specifically isolate that thought? You know, like how do you yeah. like, cause yeah, because like we've all had mm. it, we've all had it where something, and it could be the most, innocuous thing but for some reason it has just gotten in there in your head yeah and it just keeps coming yeah. back you know and what i actually tend to find is objectively speaking it usually it is completely innocuous innate bullshit like it's stuff that literally doesn't matter 
but yeah. it could be it could be like someone on your team has done something, but they just haven't done it in just quite the right way, and you're like, oh my god, it's like, and it just gets in your brain, and you just can't let it go. Right? Yeah, and then yeah. you could be in meetings, you could be speaking with your partner later on, you could be like, I've ha- I've had it personally where I'm like, I mm. know that it is it's irrational, it's irrational, and I'm like. I'll be walking along with Gabby. She's like, what's up? And I'm like, I just can't get this freaking thought out of my head. So what is the, yeah. what is the process by which you mm. can isolate and then neutralize that thought? That's a brilliant question. It, it lies in the question or the way you framed it. I can't get it out of my head. Whatever the mind of man can conceive and bring itself to believe, it can achieve. Is that Napoleon Hill? I think so. Yeah. Right? So words of power. We do not walk around like cavemen grunting. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Every thought is framed in language, in in this case, the English language. Mm. Now, thoughts and language are literally just stories. Literally is probably not the right word. I hate when people misuse it and I misuse it. It's it's just language. It's stories, right? So the story is one that comes up for me a lot, and we'll dive into the team member, is I'm not good enough. I should be further ahead. I should be achieving more. That comes up Mm. for me a lot in business and in my personal life. Now, if you believe that story it's now going to create feelings inside of you. If that story is true to you in that moment, even if you logically know it's not true, you feel like it's true and you can't logically get through a feeling. You can't, right? It's like telling someone who's angry, calm down. That doesn't work very well. Or someone who's anxious, just chill. You'll be fine. No shit. I haven't thought of that, right? So the stories come up. I'm not good enough. It's too hard. I can't do this. You feel this anxiety. You feel the stress. All you've got to do is rewrite the story. And by the way, we got a message from a client. He does about 10 million a year going through relationship issues. He's on week three of our program. We're working on this exact topic. And he said in his whole life, I think he's 42. This is the biggest thing I've ever learned. He's like, thank you so much. It is as simple as just rewriting the story. If you can rewrite the story, rewrite the language, the emotions shift and the actions and reactions shift. So let me give you an example. I'm not good enough. I'm failing. I should be further ahead. That's the story. First step. Step one, bring awareness to it. Oh shit, that story's come up again. Let's write it down. Let's take it out of my head. Let's let's take it from the blind spot, make it conscious. It's consciously there, not just subconscious. Then you break down the story with language. So where am I good enough? What have I achieved? And you start building evidence for a different story. Now, when you get really good at this, you can just believe the new story. I'm not good enough. Yeah, no, that's bullshit. I'm not letting you in right? So imagine a thought comes into your door. Oh, that team member fucked that up. That thought is knocking on your door and you're like, I'm not letting you in, bro. But if you entertain that thought, you let it in and you start feeding it tea and biscuits, it starts to make itself at home. It starts to feel really comfortable. It's now inside of your home. So you address the thought, bring awareness to it. Step two, ask powerful questions to shift the thought. You can either say, I don't believe that, fuck off. Or you can go, where am I good enough? Blah, blah. Step number three, consciously choose to believe the new story. You might not believe it logically, but you go, you know what? I'm going to choose that different story because it serves me better. And I don't want to believe in anything that takes my fucking power away. Because I want to make lots of money, help lots of people and have a fucking kick-ass life. And I can't do that if I believe in my bullshit. So address the thought, rewrite the story, choose a different belief system. If you can do that, you win. Another example in team. I used to, when my team fucked up, go that's bullshit. They should know better. I would have done it better. Address the thought. I'm like, cool. What can I take ownership for here? I could have trained them better. 
I could have communicated better. I could have asked them if they understand. I could have had an SOP in place. Now that thing that was stressful and annoying becomes something I'm grateful for because the new story is, cool, this is an opportunity with them fucking up to grow and become better. Now, if they do that multiple times, now we have a problem. But every situation, every negative thought, problem, circumstance is an opportunity to rewrite a story, to move forward, to grow, to level up. And when you look at life that way, man, there are no negative thoughts. There are empowering thoughts that take your power away for a second and then you just choose a fucking better option. Does that make sense? Like it sounds so simple, doesn't it? Makes negative thought, sense. negative problem. Yeah. Ba- basically, you just brain- brainwash yourself, basically. That's, that's pretty much what you just said, right? You it's literally like, it's like, do. And yeah, it's so yeah, simple. It's so, yeah, but it's so interesting, right? Because basically what you were saying is exactly the same process for, you know, effectively manifesting whatever life you want in a, on any context. And I think oh. what is really, I think what is really interesting about that is like scientifically it is, it's proven, right? That, you, you know, your thoughts, you know, create your actions and create your reality and all of that kind of stuff on a sort of like quantum level, but also on a programmatic level. That is like, that is what yeah. is really interesting. And so if you, if you tell yourself, consistently enough a story in a way that you can believe it then you'll start to live that story and that story becomes true now whether it's all yes. completely woo woo and or or whether it's some kind of quantum energetic fields reacting or whether it is simply programming yourself to seek out that reality and to live that reality as fact like it doesn't really yes. matter because the, out- the outcome is actually the same and so just in the same way that if you wake up every day and say you know, and, and have a vision of your life as being successful and wealthy and living in a really nice house and traveling a lot and doing all that kind of stuff versus if you woke up every day and said, well, I'm probably not going to achieve anything and, mm. um, you know, I'll probably still be here in 10 years' time and I'm not really, you know, I'm not really worthy and, you know, nobody loves me anyway and I guess I'll just yeah. go through another day. Like both of those things will come true. Like both of those, both of those realities will come absolutely true. And it is specifically by changing your mind that you get to define the reality that you, that you want. I am the living example of that. Like every stage of my life has been a specific decision. I'm like, okay, I'm going to specifically decide that. And then I'll put all my thought and action behind achieving that thing. And then we just go and do the thing. The exact life that I get to live now is because I'm like, well, I, I want it like this. So then we just go do it. In fact, what's really interesting, other people may not know, but uh, Gabby and I moved. Gabby is my partner who was on a, a previous episode of the podcast. We moved to Bali. But what's really interesting about that is that wasn't a long planned thing. That was a relatively spontaneous moment. <laughs> we had been mm-hmm. working for years. We hadn't had a holiday. We were burnt out. We were tired. We were like, oh my God, we just need a break. And we just, we, we went on a holiday to Bali because we were just, we had to, we were running away from the business. And simultaneously in that moment, I was like, I woke up the very first morning that we were there and I was like, what the fuck have I done? I've created a life that I'm trying to run away from. And literally yep. at that, that breakfast at that morning, I said to Gabby, I said, because I was like, this is this got to change. I do not want a life that I need a holiday from. So we've stuffed up here. And I said to Gabby that morning, hey, I said, hey, we should move to Bali, right? So in that moment, it was spontaneous. Now, it took us three days to make the decision, six weeks to make the move. That's how quick it was. But yeah. when we were making the move and we were packing up all of our stuff in Sydney and we were like throwing things out and putting stuff in boxes, Gabby found, because she'd write out, write out her goals most mornings, she found some, some um, notes from where she was writing out her goals like a couple of years prior and it talked about living in a villa in Bali with a pool and all of this kind of stuff. And 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 yeah. she had she had forgotten about it. 
these things, you know, you get that programmatic thing in there and then it yeah. starts to play out. And it's this kind of same thing. You can then just apply that on any kind of micro uh, element that you want in your life. You know, I've been telling myself for ages, rather than like, I want to be fit and healthy. It's like, what are they, what characteristics or what behaviors would a fit and healthy person have, right? They would exercise every day, right? Or they would exercise regularly and stuff like that. So rather than saying, oh, I, vi- I have a vision that I'm going to have a six pack and like, whoosh, I'm like, yeah, I, I exercise six days a week and I write that down as well. Yeah. And like, and I start to live that out and then you get the benefit of that. So I think it's really interesting that that yeah. piece of advice transcends just beyond the control that thought. And then it's in fact, it's a, it's a permeable aspect of like control that life. Yeah, I really want to tie this off as well because it's extremely important everyone understands this and I didn't for years is it's all just about perspective. So everything you said is perspective and there are other people who would have been in the exact same situation who would have continued living that life. It's all about your perspective and your perspective is power. So often we hear from our clients, it's so hard to find stuff. I had two team members leave last week. That thought went through my head. I'm like, fuck that. I wrote it down. I'm like, cool. How can I find stuff? Where can I find stuff? I'm going to find stuff. And we talked at the beginning about lifestyle design and having a vision. The vision isn't I have a nice car or I've got a six pack. The vision is I'm eating well. I'm exercising. It's an I am conversation. And it's it, it's words that end with ing. They're doing words. So if you can go into the future and have the perspective that you're fixing things, you're doing things. Team member leaves. One person goes, it's so hard to find stuff. The other person goes, I'm going to be finding someone new in the next two weeks. It's the same situation. It's just a perspective around it. And I see this with Tony Robbins. Like for years, I'm like, how is that dude always so happy and positive? Surely behind the scenes, he's negative. I realized last year, first year of my life, you can live in that state almost all the time. Tying this together, none of this works unless you consistently get in a powerful routine. We have a morning routine, an evening routine. We teach our clients. We have a throughout the day routine because if you think about it, if you fold your arms, you don't have to think about it, right? But if you fold them the other way, it's really uncomfortable. The next time you wipe your butt, right? Do it with the opposite hand. It's really uncomfortable. So if you've heard anything here that goes, makes you go, oh my God, that makes so much sense. It's going to be uncomfortable to repattern yourself. You talked about the operating system or the programming. You've got to reprogram yourself. But the amazing thing is, it's completely within your control. You control your reality. You really do. And when you can control it through the right routines, habits, and rituals, a great morning routine, you get up, you move your body, you write down your thoughts and feelings, you visualize your dream life, and you fucking go. At the end of the day, you reflect, you plan, you, you get, like, if you can do that for a year, you can achieve in four years. Sorry, in one year, what people it takes people for. My quarterly targets now used to be yearly targets, and we're exceeding them. And you just, you see it, you just rocket ship your business, your relationships, your health, everything aligns and it's fucking bliss, man. Cause I, I want to say as well, like what's the point of having a business and making shit loads of money and being successful? If you're burnt out, you're tired, your relationship sucks, you're overweight, you're low on energy. Like what's the fucking point? Mm. It's the yeah, story it's of like when I have enough, you know, it's bullshit. Yeah. yeah it's super interesting. Cause I'm um, read. Hoffman. I always get Reed Hastings and Reed Hoffman mixed up. And uh, yeah. for the benefit of uh, the the people watching this, um, one's one started Netflix, the other one was a PayPal and LinkedIn, right? So, but the the yeah. Reed Hoffman, right? Reed Hoffman. Uh, so he, what's really interesting is I was I was uh, listening to an interview with him, and 
it was talking about because he was part of the PayPal startup story, right? And he was, I can't remember what role he had there, but he was like part of the, the PayPal mafia and got ridiculously wealthy and successful from it. But also treated his body like shit, got really fat, like got massively overweight, right? They sold PayPal, made shitloads of cash, and then he started LinkedIn. And then LinkedIn became a billion, multi-billion dollar thing, right? So, and, so he's ridiculously successful. You know what was really interesting though? I heard him in a, in a podcast and it talked about like what, what, do you have any regrets or anything like that? His only regret was that he didn't take more time between those two ventures to get his health back on track because he'd gotten, his yep. health had gotten really off track and then he, he throws himself into his work so much, but he never had the opportunity to like get healthy, lose weight, do all of that kind of stuff. And he just threw himself into another venture and, be, yep. and just didn't. And then, so he suffered from it. That was his only regret was that he didn't actually go, well, I, I missed a whole step of optimizing there. And I thought it was, that was a super interesting insight and something because yeah. it's really easy to be like, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to get to a state. And then when I get to a certain place, then I'll be happy. Or when I get to a certain place, I'll that's when I'll take care of my body. Or when I get to a certain place, I'll, I'll do the thing. But to your point, you're like, What's what's the like? What is the point of doing that? The other thing as well is you just might not get there. Like you just might not get there. Like you could just die. Like you could get hit by a truck any and then like yeah, exactly. Like not to be too fatalistic about this, but like none of us have any idea. Like and so and yeah. so to the degree that you may delay life and never arrive at that point to live it. And it's mm-hmm. I think that's something that's really really missed, which is a really tough juxtaposition when you're trying to grow a business as well. And when you, when you're trying to create yeah. a life, there is an element where you're like. I'm going to commit. I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to do all this stuff, and it's it's a there's a yeah. lot of tension there. But I think in the tension is also where the magic happens, right? Do you know why this happens though? And we've both done it is because we feel like, or the story is again, thoughts, language, stories, that we're too busy to have it all. Mm. So what we teach is the have it all lifestyle, and the story is I don't have time to exercise, or I'm pulling too many hours, or I don't have time to be with my family, and that is true if you believe it. But there are thousands of men and hundreds that we currently coach who do have a massively profitable business. They Mm. make more money working less hours if that's what they want. They lose 20 kilos and get physically fit and feel fucking on fire again. They're frothing. And they have way more sex and intimacy in the relationship. And we do this in four to eight weeks. You've got to understand, like, guys come to us. like, That's bullshit. We have a full guarantee. You can do our entire program. If you're not happy, you don't pay a cent. And you can have it all. We, we So we focus on three key areas, health, wealth, relationships. Mm. And you've got to have balance between the three. If you've got a successful business, but you're Steve Jobs and you get terminal cancer, what does that business mean for you? If you've got a successful business and a six pack, but your wife cheats on you, cool, man. So you don't got to do anything except drink water and breathe, but you can have balance between the three. And the guy you referenced, I don't have a crystal ball. But I believe he would have had even more success had he done them simultaneously. Mm. And you can, but the story was, I'm too busy or whatever it may be. And I understand. I don't judge people for that. They just haven't found a system or a framework like what we teach. So they believe they have to focus on one area, but you can have all three. And and you've seen that. And I've seen that now. And Mm. it's a lot more fulfilling when you have energy, you wake up excited, you you finish the day full of energy, you know, you're you're fulfilled, you think and, and feel clear. You communicate well with your partner. True success is having all three. And that's what we teach as well as like being successful in the realm of any human endeavor and being ruthlessly committed to being the best version of yourself. We, we call it ruthless commitment. That doesn't mean one area. 
I am ruthlessly committed to being the best man I can be for my family. That's the mantra, you know? Mm. And, and when you do that, life's so good. It's, it's just phenomenal, you know? It, it really is powerful. What is success for you? Is it just being in that state? <laughs> like, is it just yeah. being in that state or is it like, yeah. it's like, ah, oh, yeah, I mean, it's being in that state, but it's going to be, in, it's being in that state when I'm on a freaking, you know, in a private jet or like, you know, like, like what, like what is it? Is it, <laughs> is it, is it the being or is, or is there a destination that you're simultaneously aiming for? Because there's a juxtaposition between those two things. It's a really, really challenging question to answer. I haven't actually defined success because I don't know if I can define it. For me, mm. it is a being. It's a feeling. I, so I, I want a Rolex. I love watches. I've got it up on my wall. I'm on the wait list. I could buy Why? one tomorrow secondhand. Why? 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 Tell me about that. Why? Because of the feeling, the feeling every morning when I visualize putting it on, it's, it's like putting on armor for me. I've attached a meaning to it. It's my own story. It could be bullshit that this represents the hard work, the business growth, the impact. Mm. It's just a representation. It could be a fucking garment. Who cares, right? Yes. The point I'm trying to make is I know for a fact that when I buy that, that Rolex, my world's not going to change. I'm not successful now that I have a Rolex. I'm not successful when I'm on my boat. I don't need a yacht, right? But it's the feeling. It's, so there's two levels. There's the success of achievement, and then there's the success of just loving my life. There are two different levels of success. And I can chase the dollar amount in my bank account, but I know for a fact from being depressed in 2021 and suicidal when I'd made the most money that that was, didn't make me happy because there's always a new target. So I believe success is chasing big goals and dreams that have an impact while loving the game, loving mm. the journey. It's an infinite game and you won't feel great forever from achieving the targets. You just got to set new ones. It doesn't stop. It's loving the journey. Man, it's waking up today and feeling a bit of anxiety, smashing my routine, eliminating the anxiety and being pumped for the day. It's if I want to, I can take tomorrow off and a week off because my team's in place. It's having three levels of freedom. Financial freedom, because whether you like it or not, money is extremely important. It gives you freedom. Mental freedom and time freedom. If you have mental freedom, financial freedom and time freedom, I think that's success. Because mm. you can have financial freedom, but you're on your yacht and you can't switch off your brain and you feel anxious. That's not freedom. That's not success. So if you can get those three levels of freedom, love the fucking game. And if you're listening to this and you, you don't love any part of your life, you get to change that. You're winning. That's life. And if you can do that for 30 fucking years, like we all know a mentor who's in his 60s, who's just the happiest guy ever. But how much shit do they go through to get there? You know, they've got 60 million in the bank, but what do they suffer? How do they suffer? You know? That's another uh, thing uh, with, with a lot of men I work with is the story that you need to suffer and you need to be anxious and stressed to be successful. It's just a fucking bullshit story. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. You mentioned, you, mentioned that, you mentioned that at the start of the episode and I really resonate with that, right? Because like when I get to a place, and we've spoken about this before, but when I get to a place where I'm like not stressed or don't, not, I'm like something's wrong and I will actively go and find, I'll go and, start banging and clanging to try and find a way to like rev up the engine because I'm scared that if I'm not in a state of heightened momentum, or heightened stress, that I'm probably not moving towards my goals and that's yeah. a proxy I'm failing, right? It's the super story. interesting that you mentioned. Yeah, I know. It's, but it's, it's another story. Uh, it's really it's, it's yeah, the it's belief really system that, that's, that's helped you become successful. So we've yeah. now attached some level of truth to it. But let me offer a different perspective because I felt the same up until a year ago. 
yeah. have a vision so powerful and so big, you don't need a crisis to take action. So mm. instead of like going away from, you go towards. If you think mm. about it like this, if you're going away from, you're facing the things you don't want. I don't want to be a failure. I don't want to fail. Sure, you're still thinking about success and growth, but you're sort of backstepping towards your goals. You're also building immense stress within you, which kills. This is one of the biggest killers. Whereas if you turn towards what you want and what you don't want is behind you, you have the thought, I'm not good enough. I need to be stressed. You're like, fuck that. Nah, screw that. That can go over there. I'm not looking at it. And you just directly focus on what you want. You will take action. You don't need motivation from pain or stress because you're so inspired each day that you just do the shit you need to do. Like on a Sunday, I'm, I'm taking calls. You know, I'm working seven days at the moment. I'm not doing that because I'm afraid of failure. I'm doing that because I, I, I want to. I'm like, this is great. I'll work for four hours and then go to the beach with my family. That's very different to two years ago. I'm like, fuck, I need to work Sunday. We don't have enough money. This, this, this. Like, it's just stories, man. It's mm. all just belief systems and stories. And they can destroy you. They can destroy marriages. They can destroy your health, your happiness. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Very good. Very good, Tony. Any other bits of advice that you think we should be uh, digging into before we wrap it up? Uh, I will tell you the biggest thing that changed my life last year. There were three things that changed my life. Okay. One was routines, habits, and rituals seven days mm. a week. Okay. So there are no weekends. There are no holidays. I don't do my routines and get into a good state every morning, five days a week. I do it seven days a week. I'm currently on day 90 or something, a hundred of every day. The second thing the second thing was having consistent vision and seeing it daily. So we teach this in our program. It's called the North Star. Happy to drop a link down below with my, an example of mine, where you can literally see and feel your vision. I know you've got one, Goose, so clearly that it makes you excited and ready to crush the day. And every morning I close my eyes, I do 30 breaths like that, and I see it and I feel it as if it exists. I leave the room, I'm there. Third one, last year I spent $107,000 on mentors, coaches, and courses. Half of that was a waste of money, but the other half was worth every single cent. And I'm truly realizing that the more you invest in yourself, I've always invested in business and team and all that sort of stuff. The more you can upgrade yourself, your skill sets, your traits, your capacity, your mindset, the faster you will grow. And we turned that 107 into 1.3 million last year. We'll probably do five-ish, half of that will be profit this year. I could not have achieved that if I didn't start investing more. I remember talking to Rosie in February last year, and it was 52 grand, 36 US, 52,000 Australian for this course. And I was so scared to do it. And that in February, that was the catalyst for me just skyrocketing. Because when you invest that sort of money in yourself, you have to fucking make it. You know what I mean? So I know not everyone listening can do that, but take 10% of what you earn, find a mentor, find a coach, find someone who has the life you want and pay them a shitload of money. This will go over a lot of heads. But if you do that, man, like I, I work with one-on-one -on -one coaches now, I pay them a lot of money and I get so much value from that. So that would be my advice to anyone listening. I, Find someone I and pay I them. Couldn't you know? agree more. And I think that to me, there's another part of that, right? And I I really believe in staying broke, <laughs> right? Because yeah. I, th I think fat, 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 balance, fat bank balances make lazy business owners, right? And so, yeah. so to me, I think that you you said 10%. Right. But I'm like, you should be spending more. Like you should be spending more sure. because sure. in my, in my opinion, because then you're not complacent. You're not complacent about your business. You're not complacent about your mm -hmm. life. You go a hell of a lot faster when you feel 
that you need to. And you can manufacture that. Now, I know we just talked about having the, like, the need for stress and anxiety. But also, like, don't get me wrong. Like, if you, if you like, overcommit, if you overcommit, get a, what are you going to do? You're going to level up to that commitment pretty quickly, you know. And, and I you have to. You have to, right? And so particularly when you put yourself in a position where you have to because you do a hell of a lot of things when you have to. You do a hell of a lot of things when you have to. I, not that long ago, not that long ago, uh, our business was in a pretty tricky situation. There was like, we were like, okay, what are we, like, how are we going to get out of this situation? But because we had to, we didn't have like huge bank, big fat bank balances. We were like, well, if we don't, we're dead. We're toast. So then you're forced to find creative solutions, and particularly when loads of other things don't work out. Where you're like, you, you got to force to be forced to find five or ten solutions. See, I personally believe, and like in terms of the investing in um, mentors and coaches and all of that kind of stuff, I think just like the more you can lean into that, the better. And I also think as well that the way that I see it is, I never expect the other person to provide the value. This is an interesting thing. If I give someone, I don't care how much money I give someone, I, I could give someone $150,000 and I would not have any expectation that they're going to give me value. I would take it upon myself to make sure that I got the value out of it, right? And that's a big difference because sometimes if you have expectations that you put on other people, you can you just set yourself up for failure most of the time because they probably don't even know what those expectations are. So the chances of them meeting your personal expectations are pretty low unless they've said specifically, I'm going to do this thing and then they do, don't do it. Okay, that's out of integrity. But I will always yes. lean into like, what am, how am I going to get the most out of this situation? What I tend to find is like when you make those kind of commitments, it's half the time it's actually not the thing that they deliver to you. It's the process that you go through to become the kind of person who would do that kind of thing that delivers the most. Like I've committed to masterminds and stuff where it's been a significant investment. We've made the investment. And then before we've even participated in the onboarding experience for those masterminds, the shift, which is the kind of like the, the shift that they propose that you're going to get by joining that mastermind, the shift happens before we've even had the, the onboarding. It's like we commit and then it's just like, boom, our, our whole thought pattern changes and we're like, boom, right? And we start shooting off in a different direction. And I think the process of that level of commitment, I, I just think that is something that most people are really missing out on, mostly because they're living in fear and lack. So, you know. Agreed, 100%. And we, we fix our car when it breaks down. We pay the tax bill when it comes through. Don't wait until those things. Like if you heard anything here that resonated, go and find someone to invest in. So many successful people haven't done that. And it's fascinating to me. It's I've been doing yeah. it for 11 years. I've spent over 250 grand. I'll probably spend a million by the time I'm 35. I don't care because it's the best investment. When you renovate your house, it becomes more valuable. You only have one body, one vehicle, one mind. And that's what creates billion dollar companies. You know, that's yeah. what creates impact. So Great advice. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Uh, 100%. And it's really interesting. A mentor of mine, he believes that there's no problem in business that you can't solve through mergers and acquisitions, right? So uh, mm. if you need more profit, you can go buy a company that has more profit. If you need more cash, buy a company that's got more cash. You need more team or certain skill of team, you can go buy a company that has that team. Uh, you need more IP. Mm. Whatever it is, you can effectively acquire it through mergers and acquisitions. And I think that is just such a brilliant mindset. But the same thing goes for getting mentors, coaches, uh, advisors, all that kind of stuff. Anything that you want, you can any anything you want to improve your health, great. Get a PT or get a coach or get something that is going to level you up in that area of life. You want to get better at business or you want to get better at a specific part of business. You want to suddenly get really good at being able to understand financial statements, great. Hire a CFO just to coach you for like six weeks. 
They're like, I don't even want you to do the work. Just like, hey, can I buy yep. two hours of your time or an hour of your time every week for six weeks? Can I? Can you just talk? Yep. You, you're going to level up and all of a sudden you can effectively just acquire. It's almost like when you're playing a game and you get to like, you know, um, you know, there's pay to play games where it's like if you put in a dollar, you can like buy your new armor or level up your car or whatever it is. You can effectively just buy all the yep. upgrades. It's like, what do I want to upgrade in? All right, I'm just going to upgrade there. Bang, let's go. So, yeah, I think it's super valuable for people to be thinking about that as well. So, nice one. But the perspective you have, again, just before you switch off, like that's it's all stories. Because one of the quotes of my principles is, don't think about how much this is going to cost me. Think about how this is going to impact the growth of myself and my business. And, you know, if you pay someone two grand an hour, it's like, it's so much money. Not really. Not really. If you pay yeah, someone 35 grand. According to who? Yeah. According to the beliefs in people's heads. Like if I pay someone 50 grand, but I make half a million, if you could put a dollar in and get 10 back, you'd put in all your money. So if we can just shift the belief around investing in ourselves, especially with who I deal with, I deal with men who put their family and their business first, they come last. We've got to shift that paradigm, man. Like you said, most of the problems can be solved with finding the right people, pay for their time, invest in them, you know, and that's what we do for our clients as well. So do it, awesome. please, please, I implore you. You know, awesome, yeah. love it. And if people want to reach out to you, Tony, if people want to get, if people want to get in touch, want to participate in the Empowered Man, how do they do that? Where do they go? Two best places on YouTube, just or Spotify. Search uh, the Empowered Man podcast. So Tony Versic, T O N I V E R S I C. If you Google that on YouTube, you'll find the podcast. Spotify, you'll find the podcast called the Empowered Man podcast. Heaps of valuable content. Second one, if you want to work with us, go to elitebusinessman.com elitebusinessman.com and there's a 18 minute documentary there and you can apply for a call with myself and my team at no charge we'll create a game plan for you and um yeah we'll take it from there so i'd love to to speak to anyone who got value awesome love it tony thanks so much for your cool. time really appreciate it good to see you thanks guys. 